Rosendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains, from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves it the most, Luke Thrupier, on another wise and wonderful sort of Wednesday for Torch Report 469, Sometimes the Truth Hurts. Today, friends, I will be taking a hammer to the illusions that are being used to divide and conquer us all. It's not going to be a comfortable conversation for some people, but I, I'm asking, please, uh, with, with an open heart and open mind and open ears, hear me out here, okay? What's happening in Israel right now is a tragedy. There is no doubt about that. And yet, this very unfortunate, kind of all-of-a-sudden, out-of-nowhere tragedy has instantly laid grip to the American psyche. It's got everyone all hot and bothered, and it is being used to divide our nation, to divide the world, really. It's being used to to stoke fear, to to stoke talks of prophecy, to, to utterly obfuscate everything else that was happening immediately prior to this shocking new war. Everything else just disappeared, right? Psychologically, it's very similar to what happened with COVID, how everyone just forgot that the world existed, you know, science and logic and reason existed prior to the pandemic. I mean, it was just all at once. Now the world's changed. Same thing's happening here with the war in Israel. Uh, and, and by the way, it's also what happens, the same kind of psychological mechanism is what happens when liberty-loving Americans who preach freedom for all, right, try to forcefully impose their political agenda or their subjective moral code on everyone else. So yesterday, uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. Every case here, friends, uh, what happens is because of the emotion, there is an utter absence of critical thinking. So yesterday, I spoke the forbidden truth, and I told the audience, I don't think God cares about what's happening. Uh, and I used the two examples. One, you know, the war in Israel and then abortion. They're both tied to this uh, this idea that it, it's what God says we're supposed to do or what we're supposed to support, okay? And when I said I don't think God cares about what's happening in Israel or with innocent babies, I, it was an intentionally bold and provocative statement. I knew, and I, I, I said it right out loud, that, you know, a lot of people are going to think I'm crazy. Luke, what the hell's wrong with you? Pull your head out of your ass, man. That's, that's nuts, you know? And so today, quite predictably, I have less subscribers. Obviously, by stating, stating that, you know, God does not care, that offended some people. And I knew that might happen, but it still needed to be said. And I wanted to kind of open up by sharing this experience with you because I want you to understand that I'm not the kind of guy who's going to just play patty cake and speak in platitudes just to appease people's sensitivities. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think and why I think that, whether or not you or anybody else finds it offensive. That doesn't really matter. You know, that's what free speech is all about. That's also the cornerstone of intellectual honesty. You know, as iron sharpens iron, right? We got to be able to speak. I got to be able to tell you what I think. And I need to be able to listen to what you think and then we can hash it out. So, you know, me speaking my mind, even when it's offensive, again, you know, it's just me being me, friends. It's it, one of the staple phrases throughout my life has been, you can call me anything but lazy, a liar, or late for dinner. I identify with that, you know? And then my, my, uh, my spiel on... Um, 
my personal political positions, you know, I am a fiscally conservative, socially conscious, politically independent thinker with a libertarian bent. And that means that I am a highly opinionated peasant. So if you want to know what I think about something, just ask me. I flatly reject the two-party system. They're just mental holding pens. I reject the Republican Party platform. I reject the Democrat Party platform. I reject the Libertarian Party platform. So if you want to know what I think about an issue, ask me, and I will tell you. But don't ask unless you really want to know what I think, right? Even if it's uncouth, if it's if it's incongruent with your personal beliefs, if it's politically incorrect, if it's offensive or otherwise out there, I don't care. I will tell you what I think. Uh, I know no other way to be. And so that's where I was at yesterday. Torch Report 468, our global forces gathering for Armageddon. I knew I was pushing some buttons. You know, I, I actually, I thought about sending out a follow-up email to explain myself uh, and soften the impact there a little bit of saying, I don't think God cares. But I resisted the urge. And instead, I went ahead and I, I listened to the podcast while I was working around the house. I was listening to the podcast and just asking myself, the only relevant question really is, you know, did I misspeak? Or did I say something wrong? And if I did, I would have sent out an apology. But the answer is no. I did not misspeak, and I did not say anything inaccurate or wrong. So regardless of the fact that I did not misspeak or say anything inaccurate or wrong, I want to circle back and address the section that I suspect some people found offensive. And in doing so, I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound here, but I, I want to try to help break down some of the internal walls that are being used to divide we the people, these internal walls that have been carefully constructed by those who control your beliefs. Now, the passage in question is, it reads like this, of course, the globalists, the gays, and the godless Democrats support the Palestinians. Of course, the Christians, the conservatives, the Republicans support the Israelis. Both sides have been programmed for precisely that purpose. But I'll tell you what, I don't take either side. I think it's all bullshit. Now, pause. Uh, I do take Israel's side here. I'm, I'm on the side of the people who are fighting against those who would behead babies. I do think the Palestinians are a bunch of evildoers. But, you know, the, the point is, and the bigger issue here, it's not, uh, it's not a knee-jerk, I just have to support Israel no matter what. Uh, I think that all of the political theater is just bullshit. So I want to explain that a little bit better. Continuing on, you know, I believe that we are facing much bigger issues than supporting another war in some far-off place or deciding what a woman can do with her body in some far-off place. You know, I do love my country. I am an American patriot, and yet I reject these issues as having any more substance than mere propaganda. Okay, put differently, I don't think God cares. And I state that boldly, knowing that most of my friends and family would tell me I'm wrong. They'd say something like, Luke, what the hell is wrong with you? Of course God cares about saving Israel and innocent babies. Fine, I said yesterday, I don't feel the need to argue. Maybe God cares, maybe God doesn't care. I just want to point out that these issues are highly divisive. They're highly divisive distractions that pit people against each other instead of working together to stave off the globalist takeover. Now, that's what I said 
yesterday. There you have it. Right out there in front of God and everyone, I said it out loud. I don't think God cares about Israel or innocent babies. And the shriek and the horror and the gasp and the hush that fell across the crowd, right? How how could I could possibly believe that? If I if I'm a if I'm an American patriot, you know, if I'm a if I'm a conservative, how could I possibly believe that? Now here's the thing, friends. You know, I I do not believe that God cares about Israel and innocent babies in the way that uh, people have been conditioned to care about Israel and innocent babies. Thus, I do not think that supporting another war in a far-off land that threatens to pull us into World War III when our country is $33 trillion in debt and already has a radically depleted military force, I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's foolish. I also think that it's orchestrated chaos. I think that it is an intentional distraction. And I don't think the timing of this intentional distraction is just a coincidence. Look what was happening right here in the good old U.S. of A. prior to all hell breaking loose in the Middle East. And the silence on every other major issue that was on everyone's mind right up until this new war, that's the telltale sign of Kabuki theater. This is a distraction. This is PSYOP. Somebody triggered this, you know, tipped the domino to get this going, to take the attention off of what's actually happening here at home. But for the ardent believers who have been programmed to believe as they do, we really have no other choice. I mean, come on, Luke, we, we have to support Israel. We, I mean, we've got to support him at all costs because, because these are God's chosen people, because, because God said so, right? No, <laughs> that's not right, friends. I understand where people are coming from, but I disagree, and I strongly disagree. Now, to be fair, I am perfectly aware that there are more sophisticated reasons for supporting our allies like Israel than just because God said so. But I sincerely believe that beneath all of the impulse toward what essentially will amount to national suicide, if we start fighting here and then we're fighting over there and we, we already don't have the ammunition, we already have you know an unsustainable national debt, we're very, very vulnerable right now. So to, to leap into a war in the Middle East or to provoke that war, uh, to fund that war, that's, again, it's an impulse toward national suicide. And I believe uh, that beneath all of that, is a set of beliefs that have been very carefully conditioned into the conservative subconscious mind. In particular, uh, into the Christian conservative's subconscious mind. Now, we've talked a lot about menticide, brainwashing, and all, you know, subconscious transformation and all that. This is a perfect example of how these thoughts have been planted into the subconscious mind over a long period of time. People have been conditioned to believe that we absolutely must support Israel no matter what, and to question that premise is absolutely forbidden bidden. So, you know, in other words, friends, I believe the urge to support Israel at all costs, no matter what, that constitutes blind faith and obedience, as opposed to rational analysis and clear-minded critical thinking. Now, the same thing, the very same thing can be said 
for the blind faith and obedience to the Republican Party platform, who is really pushing all this, okay? I see this as a, as a big power play by the, uh, you know, the right side of the pl- political establishment. War, 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 we gotta defend Israel, you know, okay? People, you know, we're getting tired of Ukraine, now we gotta fight over here, okay, oh yeah, 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 okay? And what else is on the Republican Party platform? And why do we have to support those things first? Because of God, right? But if we have blind faith and obedience to the Republican Party platform, uh, most specifically to the the knee-jerk emotional, political, and financial support for all things anti-abortion, it's the very same thing, right? It's blind faith and obedience to the party platform. Why must we take this staunch you know, opposition against abortion? Why do we have to be so anti-abortion just because we're conservatives or Republicans or whatever? Why? Okay. Why must we demand, if we, like, if we love life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, if we love the fact that we're a constitutional republic and we, we love you know, freedom for all and all that kind of stuff, why must we demand then that all women everywhere live their lives according to our own highly subjective moral code. Why again? Ah, that's right, because God said so. For the very same reason we must support Israel at all costs, because God said so, we must oppose abortion at all costs, because God said so. Both of these issues, supporting Israel and adamantly fighting against a woman's right to choose what to do with her own body, these are being used to divide and conquer our country. I'll say it again, both the issues of supporting Israel and fighting against women's right to choose, you know, fighting against abortion, these are issues are being used to divide and conquer our country. And that's why I believe it's worth the pain to painstakingly explain myself uh, here, now, at the risk of alienating people who don't want to listen, who are not willing to listen, who are not ready to listen, okay? But I please, again, I hope, please hear my heart in this. These issues are being used to divide and conquer us. There are a lot of people that might vote with us, except for the Republican Party platform is anti-abortion, and they got a big issue with that. Or because the only justification is because God said so, and they got a big issue with that. There's more that unites us than there is that divides us, you know, but people take these stances, and they defend these causes because they believe such a posture is aligned with God's will. They believe that defending Israel at all costs and denying women control over their own bodies is how God expects them to act. It's how to be a good human. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's how to be a good human, if you think about it. You know, be a good human, mask up. Well, this is the, the right-side Christian conservative uh, example of being a good human. Be a good human. You know, uh, up, up, support Israel. Be a good human. You know, oppose abortion. Okay, uh, and and it's all predicated on the assumption that God says so. Okay, except for except for that God did not say so. God did not say that we must imperil our nation, rack up unsustainable debt, enter into yet another conflict that we have no chance of winning, and fund the murder of more innocent civilians and valiant young men somewhere on the planet. God did not say that. God also did not say 
that we must commit political suicide by trying to force women to obey an entirely subjective moral code, thereby pushing away many, many liberty-loving Americans who might otherwise become our political allies and fight with us against the globalist destruction of our constitutional republic. God did not say, thou shall not have an abortion. Nor did God say, thou shall not support any pro-choice politician. Neither was it said, thou shall not question the sanctity of life and must defend unborn babies at all costs, no matter how great, because that's the right thing to do. God did not say that. And friends, if you think I'm wrong, prove it. Okay? The truth is, no one, you know, no one can prove it. Okay? One can no more prove that God demands American military support for the war in Israel, or that God demands good humans to take an anti-abortion stance. No one can prove that any faster than they could sprout wings and fly to the moon. The only proof that God cares about these issues is in the way that people care about these issues. Okay, And, th- and that rests squarely in the same circular thinking that has allowed humans to commit atrocities in the name of God since the dawn of time. People convince themselves, this is what God's will is. This is God says, I got to go do this. Okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go blow myself up because God said. I'm going to go on this great crusade and kill lots of people because God said. I'm going to commit political suicide, national suicide because God said. It's circular thinking. It's irrational. It's illogical. And it doesn't add up. And God did not say that. Now, as I say that, I'm going to step back here a little bit, friends. I, and I, we're going to go a little long. Uh, we're still early, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you now. I want to share a little bit here. So it's going to be a little bit longer podcast today. Uh, I want you to know where I'm coming from, okay? I love God with all of my heart. I have studied the Bible profusely. I've preached Jesus to thousands of people, and many years ago, I was Pastor Luke. I've rubbed elbows with church leaders from around the world, and I share that with you now. It's kind of, you know, I don't like to talk about that stuff, but I I share it with you to put an immediately uh, halt to any sort of religious preening, like, oh my gosh, this Luke, he's he's so wrong, you know, any misplaced sense of moral supremacy, oh, of course God doesn't like abortion, horseshit. What I am stating is the truth, whether you or anyone else likes it or not. That's the truth. And I'm coming from, uh, you know, I don't care if you disagree. I don't care if your church disagrees. I don't care if your favorite political pundit disagrees. I don't care if every single person you know disagrees. What I am saying is right with God as my witness. And most importantly, friends, I'm coming from a place of love here. Sometimes the truth hurts, but it still needs to be said. If we want to save our nation, we need to shatter these illusions that God said so. Okay? Uh, to read from the book of John, John 8, 32. If you hold on to my teachings, this is Jesus. He says, if you hold on to my teachings, you are really my disciples. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, For all my atheist and agnostic friends in the audience, please bear with me here, because I'm going to get a little scriptural. scriptural. (laughs) Uh, the, The distinction between religion and politics must be carefully parsed. And to do so, 
I must quote some scripture, I must refer to the Bible, because this is the authoritative text that trumps my opinion as a mere ignorant peasant. And more precisely, it's because this is the text that is repeatedly used to substantiate Christian conservative perspective, at least in theory. To be more accurate... The Bible has in fact been misappropriated by the ruling class to condition well-meaning peasants into accepting the Republican Party platform, as if somehow the Republican Party platform, i.e. anti-abortion, is somehow an extension of the Bible itself. Also, I want to point out that the church and its teachings have been heavily infiltrated, just like every other major institution, and this has produced catastrophic results for American society. Try to imagine if everyone who went to church at the very beginning of the pandemic, everyone who went to church that stood up to the COVID tyranny and said, no, we're not going to do that, you know? Imagine if everyone who claims to believe in God refused to live in fear of the virus, in fear of the government, in fear of any other invisible enemy out there. Imagine that. Because if that had happened, the last three years would have looked radically different, would they not? And yet that's not happened. That, obviously, that's not what happened. Uh, save a few courageous exceptions out there. A few brave pastors did stand up or what have you. But the point is this. The church has been pacified. It's been neutered, if you will. And that's not by accident. So when I say... that I don't think God cares about abortion or the U.S. military support for Israel. I understand that the church cares about abortion and U.S. military support for Israel, but I don't believe that God cares about abortion or the U.S. military support for Israel. So where the hell do I get off saying that? Hmm? Come on now, Luke. Come on. You know, how the hell could it be that, that, you know, how how could I hold that out there as an accurate perspective? How could that possibly be a so-called biblical perspective? How could anyone who loves God make such ridiculous claims? Luke, what the hell is wrong with you, right? Wrong. (laughs) Friends, nothing is wrong with me. Uh, If you don't believe me, just go ask God right? Uh, If anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God. God gives to uh, generously to everyone without finding fault. Ask and it will be given to you. That's the book of James 1.5. It's one of my favorite passages. If you lack wisdom, ask God. But I want to come at this from a different angle here, okay? Does God have a problem with killing innocent babies? Does God have a problem killing innocent babies? Now, beware the triggers. Triggers are a preconditioned emotional response, emotional reactions that shut down critical thinking. All we're doing is asking a question, and you can ask God if you'd like, does God have a problem with killing innocent babies? Now, there are numerous ways to tackle this question, but for simplicity and brevity here, I just want to point out that there are many times in the Bible when God actually ordered the killing of innocent children. For example, uh, God had a couple of bears tear, you know, 42 kids into pieces after they were mocking Elijah's bald head, okay? Uh, God, you know, commanding Saul specifically to kill women and children, the drowning of innocent children in the flood, the burning them to death in Sodom and Gomorrah, and on and on. And I did put uh, scriptural references there in the report today, friends. The point is, if you believe that the Bible is the word of God, If you believe what it says in the New Testament, some people are like, oh, that's Old Testament stuff. God's not, you know, God's not, that's not, that's not Jesus, you know. Okay. 
If you believe what it says in the New Testament book of Hebrews, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then the idea that God cares about innocent babies must necessarily take on a much different perspective, right? And I think there's another scripture that's best to use here to address the anti-abortion plank of the Republican Party platform, or the political conditioning. It comes from Hebrews uh, chapter, uh, book 13, chapter 13, verse 9. Uh, Hebrews 13, 9, it warns about false doctrines. And I would say these are political doctrines. It says, and I quote, do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, period, end quote. Do not get caught up in these various strange doctrines. Well, where does all this strange doctrine come from? Where does this belief that a Christian conservative has the right to force everyone else to abide by their subjective moral sensitivities, where does that come from, actually? Because it certainly does not come from the Bible. Friends, I believe it comes from political conditioning. Furthermore, you know, to believe that abortion is a sin, to condemn it and fight it at all costs, is also political conditioning. Not only is it not biblical, it is entirely naive and presumptuous, as if somehow anti-abortion activists know better than God. Okay? God lets innocent babies die all the time. Fact. Let's innocent children be abused. Fact. Okay? So don't get off on this high horse moral preening BS. Maybe, just maybe, innocent babies dying is all part of God's plan. Because his ways are higher than ours, right? In fact, if we read the Bible, we know that God commands innocent children to be killed, even torn to pieces by bears if it suits the moment. And to believe otherwise is to deny the word of God. And again... You don't have to take my word for it, friends. You can read the Bible and ask God for yourself, okay? I would, however, recommend that you don't go ask, or at least be cautious about asking anyone who's been conditioned to accept the same illusions, i.e. your pastors and, you know, Republican politicians, okay? Because they're going to inevitably tell you what you want to hear instead of telling you the cold, hard truth. Now, on to the next question. Does God demand we provide military support to Israel? Does God demand that we provide? Does God expect? Does God want us? Does God desire for us to provide military support to Israel? Is there an immoral imperative to support Israel? Again, friends, ask God. Don't ask the politicians who are preying upon your religious sensitivities. Don't ask the pastors who have been ever so slowly conditioned to parrot the conservative narrative instead of seeking and speaking the truth. Don't ask the political parties and the politicians who are feasting off of this narrative. Friends, there is a feeding frenzy right now. And what they're feeding on is your money. They're feeding on your national resources. They're feeding on your religious convictions, your mental and emotional energy. Now, has anything I said been wrong? Ask God. If so, please tell me, because I don't want to be wrong here. But I also don't want to stand idly by and watch America crash and burn because people are so damn distracted by Ukraine or Israel or abortions or whatever the hell else gets used to turn good people against each other and keep the public distracted from the rigged elections, the weaponized government, and the globalist takeover of our country. I will not stand idly by. I will not sit down and shut up. And I will not 
you know, I will not hesitate to speak the truth, friends. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against itself falls. United we stand, divided we fall. Regardless of our political differences, uh, our personal beliefs, we need to come together. There is more that unites us than there is that divides us, friends. And that is why I am willing to speak the truth even when it hurts. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to thetorchreport.com. Find the little heart. Click the heart at thetorturereport.com. Click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this wild, whimsical Wednesday. Stay wise, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.